Welcome to Behind the Screen, a bonus interview series from Forward Movement, featuring author conversations with our managing editor, Rochelle Thompson. Hi, friends. Welcome to this session of Behind the Screen. Today, we're talking with Patricia Marks, who is our Forward Day-by-Day writer for the August issue. Hi, Patricia. Welcome. Hi, Rochelle. Glad to be here and good to see you. It's good to see you too. Well, as we start, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I was born in New York City and I grew up on West 85th Street in New York in a brownstone basement apartment. Um, And we were about a block away from the Hudson River. Mm. And so I used to walk down there. Uh, We moved to New Jersey when I was uh, in the sixth grade. And uh, as uh, my husband reminds me every so often, that is why I probably missed all of the geography lessons and I'm not a good directional person. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I went to Douglas College, um, which is now part of Rutgers University, and um, came back to New York City and started to uh, work uh, at um, Bambergers as uh, an, an associate director, uh, sorry, associate editor uh, for the employee newsletter. Oh. And then went on and I worked for Hayden Book Company, writing book jackets and, you know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, worked for Photographic Trade News, which was a great deal of fun because we got to uh, test out uh, new films and new cameras. Oh, that's and then fun. Use of them so you could walk down the street, take pictures. And it was, it was I'll enjoy that thoroughly. And then one day um, I was uh, uh, actually trying to avoid a blind date that my uh, roommate had set up for me. And so I went to an outdoor concert and took a book so that I wouldn't have to talk to anybody. Nobody would disturb me. So I took a Tolkien book and this very nice young man came by and started to talk about Tolkien. And um, so we were married in 1968 <laughs> <laughs> and he was going to the university he had a a a, 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 a fellowship to the university of michigan mm-hmm. and so i thought well you know it might be fun to go on to graduate study although the last thing in the world i ever wanted to do was teach mm-hmm. so i un- i won a fellowship also and this was to michigan state so i had a three-year uh three-year fellowship at michigan state and uh, upon the advice of my uh, my advisor, I uh, just worked straight through. He said, "Don't don't even stop for an MA; just go for your PhD." Mm-hmm. And again, the one thing I never thought I would do, and the one thing I never wanted to do, was to teach. And so, of course, I had thirty years of teaching here at Valdosta <laughs> State University. <laughs> my husband was head of physics, astronomy, and geology, mm-hmm. and I was in the English department. And it was it was a great choice. I'm very thankful for it. You know, so I retired, uh, so to speak, as I was told someone this morning, you never retire ever. It's too much wonderful stuff to do. But I retired. um, And um, in 2003, uh, I was ordained an Episcopal deacon. Mm -hmm. um, And uh, retired, quote unquote, from that um, 10 years later. But yeah. now, how had the here I am. <laughs> here you are. Had the Episcopal Church been a part of your life throughout, or did I'm you? Sorry, you said 
had the Episcopal Church been a part of your life throughout? No, no. I started out. I started out um, at a Presbyterian church in, mm-hmm. in New York uh, when I was at Douglas College. Uh, I went to. Um, it, it was really an all faiths church, and I remember a group of us went to different services depending upon where each person had grown up. And it was mm-hmm. very, it, it, that was interesting, mm-hmm. but we always came back to the Douglas chapel. Um, mm-hmm. It was just the right thing somehow. And then I went to New York, uh, moved to New York, as I had said, and ended up at a Presbyterian church. And somehow that just wasn't, I don't know, it just wasn't the fit for me. Um, when we moved to Valdosta, um, I started attending Christ Episcopal Church mm-hmm. because a very a good friend of ours at the university um, had been in an auto accident and um, she she died from the accident and her funeral was at Christ Church and mm-hmm. at the end of the funeral I looked at her daughter who was walking down the aisle. And her daughter was trying so hard to smile through her tears. And I thought, any church that encourages someone to do that, mm-hmm. I, I, I'd like to be, I'd like to know more about it. Mm-hmm. And so that started it. <laughs> yeah, that's powerful. That well, so as a teacher and then as a deacon, there is, uh, what are some of the similarities that you see in both of those vocations that you've spent your life dedicated to? That's a very interesting question. Um, What pops into my mind immediately is that you're dealing with people in ways you never expected to. Um, And much of teaching, oh yes, of course, it's in the classroom. And so administratively, that's recorded. Here are the hours that you're teaching. But in effect, you're teaching 24-7 because Mm -hmm. students come to see you between classes. And they come with an academic question, but in fact, it very often, that question very often morphs into something else. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're welcoming enough, they will start talking about themselves. And that actually helps you understand perhaps why they cannot do certain things or why they are so good at doing others, uh, why they're writing the way they're writing. And I think that is very much related to uh, dealing with people when you're a deacon. Mm-hmm. Um, because people will talk to you. Thankfully, mm-hmm. they will. And I, uh, you know, I know there's a, there's always a schedule you have to follow and let's see, deacons are allowed to do this X, Y, and Z, but I think it's the connection, personal connection that means a great deal. Mm -hmm. It's about relationship. Yes, the relationship, because very often uh, people will speak to you because you're not in charge. Mm-hmm. Which is good, you know. Yeah, right. I don't want to be in charge, actually. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have a website, um, mm-hmm. sistersinfaith.org, uh, that talks okay. about 
deacons and the history and the the role of deacons or oh actually it's, it. it's actually what I'm doing is 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 to, uh, uh, giving short bios of deaconesses so okay. this is before women were allowed to become deacons mm. so in fact they weren't ordained deaconesses mm-hmm. they were called or they were set aside mm-hmm. and yet these are the women uh i mean you're talking late late eight, uh, 19th century and then early 20th but these are the women who weren't supposed to go out by themselves these are the women who weren't supposed to be educated they weren't supposed to, and what did they do these women went they went by themselves to china they went by themselves out into the wilderness and they started libraries they started classes they helped with nursing. They did all sorts of wonderful things. And um, so, yes, they, these are the women who broke all sorts of cultural rules, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, one, it, fascinating lives. Just yeah. absolutely fascinating. Um, so it's, it's, it's been fun. Uh, I decided that I would start a website and just do their, do their bios if I could find, find pictures. And I have had some wonderful, wonderful conversations with um, diocesan archivists across the country. Mm-hmm. So every yeah. so often somebody will get in touch with me or I'll find a deaconess. I can't find anything about her except that she was at this church at some point. So if I write to the church, mm-hmm. often I'll get an answer and then it's back and forth. And then somebody will, I mean, people have sent me wonderful stuff, letters and and pictures. And it's just more than I can put on the website. You know? right. Well, that's wonderful. And I mean, thank you for um, sharing those stories because they, they, um, I suspect that they've gotten lost over the years. Um, and what a wonderful tribute to their ministry and to the, you talked about you know, them breaking the rules. It feels very much like what Jesus calls us to do, um, which, you know, everything's a little upside down and, and some of the rules uh, are meant to be uh, when it comes to ministry, um, loving others and relationship is more important than the the rules. So yes, exactly. Um, it's sort of interesting when I look back at some of my other writing because I've written a number of academic uh, books. My favorite one to write was called "Bicycles, Bangs, and Bloomers." Hmm. It's the new woman in the comic press, and that is how the comic press, Puck and Judge and Life. And this is in the 18, like about 1885-ish, you know, 1890, depicted women who wanted to do really dangerous things like ride bicycles and have their mm-hmm. own latchkey to the house mm-hmm. and actually get an education. All right. right. And we had all these cartoons and stuff. So mm-hmm. I think, I really do think when I start thinking about it, the Deaconess webpage um, is, it, it sort of started there. I mean, those are also women who broke rules. You know. Right, right. Um, I'm. I was. I'm very thankful to the fund for the diaconate, uh, the website, because they were willing to post um, a, a link to my site. They also have done uh, a number of people there have done some wonderful studies of deaconesses. So yeah. Um, yeah. it was. It was, and they've posted. There's another site that they've they've been running for some time. So it's really good to have that. Yeah. That's fantastic. Well, um, I love how you shared your story of meeting your husband. You share that in Forward Day by Day, and you share some of your stories about teaching um, and your students and your travel. 
what were some of the challenges that you found in writing for Forward Day by Day? And what were some of the joys that you discovered? Challenges. Hmm. Possibly, possibly keeping up to the word count. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Um, I found, I found it, I, I find writing that kind of meditation a real joy. Mm-hmm. And I, I often think of a meditation like that, even if I'm in church and I'm just, again, I'm reading the daily, daily uh, uh, reading. And I think to myself, oh, you know, that reminds me of something mm-hmm. I did. And so I'll make myself a little note in the bullet and, you know, stick it mm-hmm. in my purse. And it doesn't always come to anything, but, but, uh, it's there somewhere maybe in the back of my head that I can reach for. Um, so right. I, I, I'm not sure that I'm answering your question very well, no, but I've, no, I've, enjoyed, I've enjoyed writing. I enjoy writing meditations and it's just very interesting because what, okay, what, what you're doing when you write that kind of meditation is you are connecting a real experience with something that's, you know, on paper, here's the reading. Okay, well, how do you make it come alive? That's what you're after. How do you make it come alive? How did it come alive in your life? Or how did you see it come alive somewhere else for somebody else? Mm-hmm. And I think that's the, that's, to me, that's the crux of the matter. That, yeah. That's what you're, 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 you're looking for, so. Well, and you were certainly very successful. It was such a joy to read your meditations and can't wait for um, our readers to to have an opportunity um, as they begin each day in August with you. Is there anything else? I mean, do you have a, anything else that you would want to add or, or your hope for readers as they move through August with Forward Day by Day? That's a, that's, that's a, an interesting question. I, I, I guess I would, hope that the readers see through their the readings for each day see their own experiences find a way of connecting themselves to what they are reading mm-hmm. and and so i think in some sense at least for me and this may not be for everybody but a meditation reading someone else's meditation is like a, uh, like a key opening up, asks, asking me, asking myself, oh, well, I didn't have that experience, but you know, somehow this other experience fits there. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Patricia, it's been lovely talking with you and I can't wait for readers to journey with you. And uh, uh, thank you for your time today. Thank you so very much. Appreciate it.